Hello and welcome to another episode of the Transformations with Jane podcast. I'm Jane Nakata, your host, a coach for women here in northern Japan. So it's a beautiful day here in northern Japan today, in well, in Fukushima Prefecture to be <laughs> specific. So yeah, I can see we're getting a little closer to spring every day and the plum blossoms here are starting to come out slowly. I'm sure they're already out in other parts of Japan, maybe where you're listening from. A little bit more chilly up here. Um, yeah, so very excited that, yeah, by the time you listen to this, it will be the end of February and we'll be nearly at the end of the second month of this year already. It's, does it just seem like it's really flying by for you? I know for me it does, and I'm just amazed at, well, obviously I'm getting stuff done, but that how just how fast things are going this year. It seems like, yeah, faster than ever. <laughs> so, um, yeah, before we get started with today's topic, I'd like to tell you a little bit about my mastermind, which is starting in March. It's starting March 13th, 2019, if you're listening to this. And it is called the Women, Women in Japan Mastermind. And the reason I decided that I needed to start this, well, one of the main reasons is that in order for most of us to get access to you know, good coaching, we need to go overseas. And if you do that, of course, you're paying in US dollars, one reason, but also you are working on their time schedule. And um, I'm working with some amazing coaches right now who are based in the United States. I've worked with um, another amazing coach, Joe Bendel, who is based in Europe. And unfortunately for us here in Japan, it means that, you know, those calls and all the important things that are happening seem to be happening when we're asleep. So I often find myself getting up at 4am, 6am to get on these um, really important coaching calls that I really want to join. And then I find that the rest of my day is... Um, I'm just exhausted <laughs> because I've been awake since 4am. So I thought I really need to create something for people who, who, yeah, who need what I have to share, which is very, very good coaching and accountability help to get you started with and get you going or get you to finish whatever it is that you actually need help with. This is something that I've been um, studying, practicing for the last two years. And, you know, I'm, I haven't just been training. You see, I've actually been doing this with real people <laughs> and, you know, helping them get the results that they wanted. So if that sounds like something you need, perhaps you are starting your own business, perhaps you are starting a podcast, perhaps you are um, even just starting a project in your community, for example, but it always seems to get pushed to the back of the to-do list, then this is the mastermind for you. So we'll all, well, it's not, I mean, if you're not in Japan and you really want to join, that is fine too. Like, I'm not going to say you cannot join, but uh, it's going to be 
on, you know, in our time zone, in the Japan time zone. So calls will either be in the sort of early evening, like 8 to 9 p.m. Japan time, or in the sort of 9 to 10 a.m. Japan time, um, so that people in Japan can access the information and the calls and the community during, you know, a time that suits us, okay? So, but if you're, you know, perhaps you're in Australia, you're almost in the same, same time zone as us, that's fine too. Um, but yeah, that's just something to keep in mind. <clears throat> so the Mastermind, as I said, it starts March 13th, 2019. We'll be going, at this point, um, the commitment is for six months. So I feel like three months is you know, three months sounds doable, right? Oh, it's only three months. I can really buckle down. But I feel that three months is over in a flash and you're just getting up to speed almost sometimes in three months. And six months is the necessary sort of time, minimum sort of time frame to see the transformations, to see the changes that you want to have happen. So that's why I decided to go for six months as a minimum for this mastermind. And yeah, it's it's limited to women this time. Sorry, guys, if I'm not sure that any are actually listening to this podcast, except potentially my husband, um, it's limited to women. And <clears throat> if you're in Japan, you'll probably find that the times work really well for you. So um, yeah, also, if you're um, if you're Japanese, and you would like to work in an English mastermind, then I definitely recommend this for you. Um, we will be doing the mastermind in English online. But, you know, if you really don't understand something or you'd like to use Japanese to ask me a question, that's totally fine as well. But our calls will be in English and, you know, we'll generally be speaking in English. The materials will be in English during this mastermind. Okay, so that's something to keep in mind. Um, the reason I've decided to go with all English this time is just because it, if I say that it's all English, then we get a certain level of English speakers in the group. Yeah. Um, otherwise, I'm spending even more time making double the materials in Japanese and English. And I would like to serve the community of women who use English. It may not be your first language, but use English well. If you don't use English well, then, um, yeah, perhaps this is not the mastermind for you. Okay. Um, now, that said, if you are in the Iwaki area, so if you are in the Fukushima or Iwaki and you are willing to travel, I will be doing an in-person mastermind. Okay. So this today I'm talking about the online mastermind, but... <clears throat> I'll also be doing an in-person mastermind, which will be held in Japanese, okay? And that will be in Iwaki City. So that will probably start around April, in April, okay? It won't start in March. So um, if you're thinking, oh, I really want to do this, but my Japanese, uh, my English is not good enough, then that's an option for you if you live nearby <clears throat> and you'd like to meet up face-to-face. So, yeah, I'm also doing some in-person mastermind for uh, people in my community here in Fukushima Prefecture. So, um, yeah, to find out how you can, uh, to find out all about what we'll be doing, um, all the information, you can go to the show notes for this um, episode, scroll down, and you'll find the link to uh, sign up, get your email on that list, 
and that would be really good so that you keep up with all the information and also if you'd like to hear about any of the the retreats or courses yeah make sure you're on my list so that you don't miss out on those if you haven't been listening to the podcast recently so today <clears throat> sorry excuse me uh let's talk about uh, the topic for today which is now this is something that is very dear to my heart at the moment it's be the change you want to see okay so what does that look like for you? That might be quite different to what it looks like for me. So when I went to the clothes swap recently, we talk, I challenged the people at the clothes swap to come up and tell me about the change that they want to see and how and what they're doing to be that change. Because, you know, we can sit around and complain about, you know, all oh, the people are ruining the environment, but, or, you know, people aren't creating jobs for women that are flexible so that they can you know, also spend the time they want to spend with their families. Um, we can sit around and complain about those things, but if we don't actually take any action towards those things, then, you know, are we any better than everybody else? No, we're not. So, yeah, how can you be the change you want to see? What is the change that you want to see? So for me, I realized that for me, it, or, you know, I want to help women to, you know, either create their own work that they can do flexibly. Um, you know, they can be at home when they need to be, or they can go out when they need to. Um, they can travel when they need to. Helping women to create their own work like that is the change that I want to see. So we don't have to rely on, you know, working at a company where things are inflexible. We can, um, you know, set our own working hours and set our own, you know, own holidays and, you know, sick days when we need them, that sort of thing. Um, and it also means employing other women and giving them the opportunity to have that working style as well, either working in my company or, um, you know, helping other companies to hire women in that, in that way. So that's something that I'm working on. But also on a on a community level, so in you know right in front of me, I can see somewhere where I can really help. Um, where I live in Fukushima, as I've mentioned before, as you know, you would know, <laughs> we obviously had was eight nearly eight years ago, almost exactly, um, the tsunami, the nuclear meltdown, and earthquake that severely damaged our city. Um, contaminated areas of, of this prefecture and you know even though it's been eight years things have not returned to normal for our um, particular areas that have relied on that have previously relied on tourism so tourists are not coming back here and in the meantime foreign tourism has just skyrocketed in Japan but those tourists are not coming here either for various reasons um, you know, one reason is the is it's just sort of not really on the beaten path. It's definite we're definitely off the beaten path here. Another reason is well, we're also in Fukushima, and you know people are coming to Fukushima, but they're coming to gawk at the disaster area and then go back to Tokyo again, and without really spending a lot of time in the prefecture enjoying all the really nice stuff we have here. <clears throat> so, if you <coughs> excuse me, if you haven't been to Fukushima Prefecture. 
Um, and, you know, generally we get on the news for, and you will see the area around the nuclear power station, which is quite desolate. It's, you know, things are overgrown. Slowly, slowly people are moving back there, but that is not the whole Fukushima prefecture. Like that is just one tiny corner of it. We're actually one of the biggest prefectures in Japan. Um, and that's one tiny corner that has been affected by this nuclear disaster. Where I live is completely normal and we have the same radiation levels as Tokyo. So there's no nothing to worry about there. But we, yeah, we don't have the the tourists, which is a nice thing. We, we're not overloaded with tourists constantly, um, and but it's it's really nice here. Yeah, it's not crowded. Um, if you you know when you get off the train in the station at Yumoto Onsen on the Joban line, uh, and you walk out of the station, you just automatically feel more relaxed. So it's a great little place, and I could see that. You know, there is some something I can do to help here because, well, obviously I speak English and my Japanese is getting pretty good that I can, you know, discuss these issues with my um, with local people. But also, now that I've been here for such a long time, um, when I say such a long time, I mean 16 years, um, that now they know, like, and trust me. And I don't mean that in a... Um, in a sort of weirdly sort of way or a manipulative sort of way is just because I've been here so long and I'm committed to this area. I've stayed here through all of the bad stuff. And so now they trust me as well. And that is a big thing too. So I thought there's something more I could be doing here. And, you know, I've been teaching English to the, <clears throat> the onsen, uh, the Yokan owners, wives association. <laughs> they, they're a very, very active group of women who have been busting their butts to try and get people to come back to this part of Japan. But they've mainly been focusing their attention on the Japanese market, <clears throat> which, you know, it's a pretty tough market, really. Like, what we have here is not particularly special for Japanese people, but what we have here is, you know, something that foreign visitors could really enjoy, especially after they've experienced the wild excitement of Tokyo for a few days and they're ready to just relax, then this is the kind of place that they need to come. And it's a great little place. It's, um, you know, it's very affordable. It's it's not extremely overpriced like some of the other resort-type relaxation uh, places that you'll find um, in within an hour or two of Tokyo. So, so yeah, that's when I just, I realized, okay, if I, I have to take some action here instead of sitting around and waiting to be asked to be on this committee or that committee or to do something, I'm going to start doing something. So I started by bringing people to the, the town for retreats, which went really well and people loved it. The people who've come have, have all said, this is a fantastic little place. And um, Heather, hey Heather, if you're listening, she had some wonderful things to say about my town when she came. <laughs> so, you know, Heather, if you want to move here, you should totally should. Um, yeah, so so that was that was really good in that taking that action helped me to see that, yes, it's not just me um, that thinks this. Actually, people who visit us also think this. So um, now I'm working to act to help the people where I live to actually see what they have because they don't see it and I can kind of see it because I'm not I'm not 
born and raised here. Um, but I've been here for so long, it was getting a little bit difficult for me to see it too. But by bringing people from overseas here, then I was able to see it again because they gave me that new um, way of looking at things. And so I could say, actually, you guys, you have a really great little town here. The only problem is that you don't seem to understand that. <laughs> so um, I'm at the moment, I'm working with local business owners to create training so that because, you know, we just really don't see any foreign visitors here. You know, occasionally for some reason or another, they will come and people will freak out because they just don't know what to do. They think that they have to speak English properly. They think that they have to speak English perfectly. Um, and so I'm working to uh, with the local business owners to create training to help them to realize that it's not about speaking English perfectly. It's about, you know, having that service mindset and just, you know, giving the exact same service that you would to any person and doing your best with the language and you'll, you'll get there in the end. So giving them chances to practice that. Because, you know, I have noticed that even in other places in Japan where I've traveled recently, especially big cities like Osaka, Tokyo, where there are a lot of tourists, that, um, you know, staff members in some places haven't been trained. And they just have, you know, they've freaked out when I've walked into their store or they've ignored me completely or they've, um, you know, made these really random, quite rude sort of gestures trying to communicate with me when if they'd just spoken, I would have probably understood anyway. And I would understand anyway because <laughs> I can. But um, I realized that, wow, actually in Japan, people are not receiving, you know, foreign visitors are not, potentially not receiving the omotenashi um, service that Japan is so proud of, you know. And it's something that People, you know, in this country really do feel proud about their level of service, which is amazing. But I imagine that, yeah, many of the visitors who come don't actually experience that so often. So that's something I'm working on with my community. And I was very lucky to be, um, not lucky, but <laughs> I uh, was asked to speak at um, an event recently. And it, it was a really fun event. It was called um, Hamakon. And so it means Hamadori, which is um, where Iwaki is on the Pacific coast of Fukushima Prefecture, is called Hamadori. And it goes from Iwaki up to towards Sendai. And that area is called Hamadori. So the Hamadori from that is in the Hama, Hamakon. And the Kon um, is the spirit, or the kanji for damashi, or spirit. So it's about the soul or the spirit of this area of um, Japan, which has been so devastated and so the event is a brainstorming event so you go along if you're a speaker you present your problem or situation that you'd like some um, advice or some ideas about and then the group and then the room that there was 130 people there break up into different um, teams with uh, each with a different speaker and so you might have 10 or 20 or 30 people in your group and then they have like 10 minutes for just to just like brainstorm all the ideas around that situation and it was such a fabulous event that I highly recommend if you have the chance to attend something similar where you are definitely go along to that as um at least even in the audience it's so much fun and it was so great to hear all these 
different perspectives, you know. <clears throat> it was just an idea generation event. And at the end, we chose one idea to to go ahead with. So um, my one was that, you know, I've noticed that, you know, we need to, to attract more foreign visitors to our city, but actually we're not, technically we're not prepared for them. Even if they did come, um, we're not ready for them. So what do you guys need in order to be ready for that? So they came up with ideas of that they wanted to have this training course where they could, you know, practice this kind of things that they need to do when they're dealing with foreigners to get themselves used to dealing with people from other countries who they never normally meet on a daily basis. And they, they also came up with the idea of, um, you know, then broadcasting the, you know, things about Iwaki via YouTube and things. Um, and so from that, I've, I'll be creating this training course and I'll also be working with a videographer to create videos about interesting places around Iwaki that, you know, local people could be interested in and foreigners as well. So I'll be doing those videos in Japanese and English, and hopefully we'll um, create more awareness around this really neat part of Japan. Yeah, so if you're, think if you're in your part of Japan and, you know, if you're in Tokyo, like there's loads of things happening. There's so much going on, isn't there? And it doesn't, and I don't see that not speaking Japanese is, um, is a disadvantage, you know, like, you know, even if you don't speak Japanese, I see, you know, non-Japanese speakers being very active and having really great impact in Tokyo. Um, it's completely possible. That's not an excuse, right? And even in your, if you're living somewhere outside of Tokyo or Osaka, the big cities, um, in a more rural um, place like I am, you have even more of a chance to be to step up and say, hey, I can do something, I can help. And if you've been in that town for a little while, it, it can even help you even more, obviously. But just by showing up and being consistent and showing up regularly for certain things, you will become known as someone who can be trusted and that someone to be, um, you know, invited to help out with things or invited to speak at things, someone who can actually have some impact. So I'm encouraging you to find your niche in your community where you can be that change, yeah? And for me, you know, like if you're wondering how did this all get started for you, when I first arrived in this city 16 years ago, one of the first things I just happened to do, well, obviously you have to go to the city hall and you have to sign up to, you know, get registered to be a local resident, right? You have to put your address and all that, get your due me here. And so um, <clears throat> I went and I did that. And for some reason, I happened to know that I should go and and meet the people at the International Association. So in my city, it's called the Iwakishi Koksai Koryu Kyokai, which I'll put that in the notes. It's a bit of a long word, but I'm pretty sure that just about every city or town has one of these in their city hall. And there is generally <clears throat> an English-speaking uh, foreigner type person working there and generally they're on the jet program there's someone from the jet program they're called a CIR <coughs> excuse me they're called a CIR working in the city hall and it's their job to help um, create this sort of um, 
like they call it a kōryu, but it's an internet, an exchange of culture between local Japanese people and people from other countries living in that city. So that's where I first landed when I got here. And I was very lucky that my lovely friend Heidi, if you're listening, Heidi, hey, Heidi was um, the CIR at the time. And, or, sorry, no, Heidi wasn't the CIR. There was another CIR there, but she came along very soon after that. And then that's when I really got involved with the um, this international <clears throat> association. And so that's been 16 years of being involved with them. And through them, um, so many amazing opportunities have come to me. So, for example, um, you know, one day I got this email saying, would you do um, the voiceover in English for this promotional DVD? This is, you know, a while ago, <laughs> a promotional DVD we're making. And I was like, oh, okay, I've never done voiceover before, but, um, you know, I've never done that sort of thing, but I'll go and give it a go. And so I went and did that. And that involved going to the local radio station and recording this. It was really fun. And then another time they, was, they would say, okay, we've got exchange students coming. Would you host one? And I was like, well, okay, well, it's not really Japanese family, but I guess we're kind of half Japanese, so okay. And so we had this um, this lovely girl come and stay with us for the night and it was just the perfect match. You know, she was a really neat, neat um, person. And, yeah, we both learned a lot from each other from that experience as well. Um, more recently, you know, I've registered as an interpreter, yeah, someone who can interpret uh, for various things when they have um, events happening where they need interpreters on the spot. And I was put in charge of the New Zealand delegation um, at the, what's called the Palm 8 Summit, which we had last year here in Iwaki City. And I got to meet the New Zealand Deputy Prime Minister and the New Zealand um, embassy's ambassador and hang out with them two days and yeah it was just amazing I would never have had that opportunity if I'd not actually put myself out there and become a member of the international association and showed up regularly for their things that they're doing either by teaching sometimes I teach classes for them um, and these are not completely volunteer activities either. A lot of these activities are actually paid activities. So some of them are completely volunteer, some of them aren't. But if you show up regularly, you can become trusted and known in your community. And yeah, I've also, <laughs> one really wild thing was being on the, for three years, I was on the, the Central Police Committee for Safety. And they have all of these people from different areas of the community on this committee. And they always have one representative who is not Japanese, someone who is foreign. And I, for three years, I was the representative. And I would go along to the police station and hang out with all these like really interesting people from different parts of the Iwaki community. And we talk about the safety of the city, you know, or where does this, this traffic light is really dangerous or kids are crossing the road here or, um, you know, there's been a lot of thefts in this area. Why is that happening? All this sort of things I was learning about uh, by being on this committee. And those, yeah, those sorts of things just don't happen in Tokyo, I think, right? So if you are living somewhere outside of Tokyo in a smaller area, this is a chance to do some really cool stuff you'd never get to do in your own country, I'm sure. And so let's, yeah, let's take advantage of that. 
in a good way. <laughs> um, and, you know, and yeah, be that change that you want to see. Go in and start helping out or volunteering or, you know, saying to people, hey, I can do this. Is this just something that you need? So, um, yeah, watch this space because I have been um, in touch with the, it's the Tourism Bureau in my city and they're really lo- like really lovely people there and I really want to help them with getting the message about Iwaki out to more people from overseas, right? Because we're really fighting a losing battle trying to market to people in Japan, I feel. But that's something I can help with. So, yeah, at the recent event, I met some really nice people from that department in the City Hall. And I'm really looking forward to having um, more interaction with them in the future as well. So, you know, you might be thinking, well, I'm already busy. You know, I've already got all this stuff that I'm doing. But what is that that you're actually doing? Is it folding, washing and running kids around and taxi driving? And, you know, how exactly what kind of impact are you having from all this busyness that you, you know, you have, you know, so, um, you know, maybe just taking a look at that and seeing where, you know, potentially, because we do always have time for things that are important, right? So, you know, I always noticed that is that I always have time for things that matter, things that are important. And then I'll just do a little bit less scrolling on Facebook or Instagram. (laughs) Yeah. So my final question is something to leave you to think about. And that is, what are you here to do and learn while you are on this planet? Okay. So we only get this one shot at this life that we have. And so I want you to think about what what is it that you are here to do? And are you actually doing that? Or are you spending your day doing other things that aren't particularly important, yeah? And so you might, if you're thinking, yeah, sorry, I got cut off there. Um, I was saying, so what are you here to do and to learn while you're on this planet? And you might be thinking, well, that's a bit rude. Everything I do is important, you know, but really, is it? (laughs) So, yeah, maybe think about that. How much time am I spending on doing something that could really change, help my community, help my family to have a better life? And how much time am I spending just being busy doing the things that I always do, things that are habits? You know, if you look at how you spend your day, a lot of that time is spent doing things that are habits, going through the motions, yeah? And you might say, well, I, but I have to do these things. I have to pick my kids up from kindergarten. I have to go to this job. Well, actually, those things are a choice. So you generally are choosing to do those things, even if you think you're not. So, yeah, what are you here to do and learn while you're on this planet? And are you actually doing it? So I'd love to hear from you on this question. So you can get catch me on Instagram. I love Instagram at Jane Nakata or Facebook Transformations with Jane. Come and tell me what are you here to do and learn while you're on this planet and what are you going to do?
with that information yeah what action are you going to take it could be even it doesn't have to be huge like you don't have to start a non-profit organization but it might be just that you are going to get on Facebook and start sharing information about this important thing that you you know support so that other people in your community can find out about it and support it too like that's one small action you could take but by doing that you're helping you know, you're helping to, you know, share the information that needs to get out. So that that could take five minutes of your time. Yeah. So I can't wait to hear from you. So that's all I have for you today. Remember, if you're interested in the mastermind, which starts March 13th, this is online mastermind, please make sure you're on my list to hear more about it. And yeah, or to check out the, the information on it when it's available. So thank you so much for listening today and I will see you again next week. Have a good week. Bye-bye. Minasan, konnichiwa. Nakata Jane desu. Kyo no episode wa Jane no solo episode deshita. De tema wa あの、社会に社会、うん、もっといい社会に見えるところを自分から始まるっていうテーマなんですね。で、例えば、まあ、私の説明があんまり良くないかもしれないんですけど、例えばね、あの、女性があの、もっとフレキシブルな仕事をし
、あのー、思ってて、でも地元の人たちは見えないんですね、その、あのー、良さ。地元なので、もう当たり前すぎて見えないんです。何がいいなのかとか。なので、そういう、あのー、活動始まりました。<笑>で、話してみたらみんなびっくりして、え、この、この町でいいのって言うんですよ。でもかが、海外から来たお客様にとっては、ちょうどいいですね。あんまり混んでないし、もうコンパクトで、あと、ね、交通、交通便がちょっと不便だけど、あんまり、あの、オプションがないから、もう迷い、迷わないんですね。あの、電車一本しかないから。<笑>東京だったらもういろんな線があって迷いやすいんですね。あとタクシーとかバスとかもそんなにオプションはないからあのもう全然大丈夫と思いますよ。あと地元の人の良さもありますのでみんなちょっとシャイ、シャイなのでそのシャイの部分をちょっと乗り越えたらあの最高にいい観光地とみたいなところを作れるかなと思って、あの、そういう活動を今やってますね。この間、あの、ハマコンっていうイベントで、あの、プレゼンターとして行って、あの、まあ、その問題あの、もし、あの、そのビジネスチャンスがあるのに、お客さんはいわき市、福島県のいわき市に来ないので、どういうふうに、このいわき市の準、もっと準備できるよう、あ準備できるのかっていうテーマでした。もしそういうお客さんが来てても、準備はできてないんですよ。あの、すごく私よく見えますよ。そういう、あの、例えば英語が足りないとか、あとみんな外国人に振り合うチャンスがないから、あの、ビビっちゃうんですね。もしお店に、来たらなのでそういうトレーニングとかをこれからやりますのであのもし自分のお店とか必要だなと思っている方だったらぜひジェーンに連絡してくださいねそういうトレーニングをやってますなのでそれはあの今の、ま、私が頑張っていることですねだから皆さんもあのもうこれ変えてほしいなと思うだけじゃなくて、自分から行動をしましょうっていうテーマですね。で、あの、まあ、でも私が忙しいとか、もうスケジュールいっぱいいっぱいっていう、あの、反対の声があるかもしれないんですけど、でもその、あの、大、本当に大事なことだったら、その時間がありますよ。本当は。でも、あの、その、どうでもいいことで忙しくなってるので、それをちょっと考え直した方がいいと思います。<笑>で、例えば、いや、でも、あの、初めてそういうサー、新しいサークルに入り込むのは苦手だわとか、そういうこと考えてるかもしれないんですけど、あの、まあ、例えば、そういうオープンなところに初めて行ってみてのはどうですかね。あの、この間の
、あの、その、ハマコンっていうイベントは、みんな、あの、すごくオープンな人たちの集まりでした。あの、みんなウェルカムで、いろんな意見を出す、あの、イベントだったので、すごくいいあのスタートポイントですね。で、そこに入ったら、そこでね、知り,知り合いが増えて、あとあの、コラボレーションのチャンスも見つけれるかもしれないですね。なので、そういうイベントに行くのはいいかもしれないですね。そ,あのそのスタートポイントとして。あと、私の,あの場合は、外国人なので、16年前にいわき市に来たときに、あの、市役所にね、登録しに行かないといけないですね。で、その時に偶然にその、あの、国際交流会というところを見つけました。<咳>もう国際交流会は外国人のためだけじゃなくて、あの、地元の人と外国人を触れ合う場を作る、あの、ところですね。なので、日本人でも、あの、ウェルカムですよ。もちろん。いないと、その、教会にならないんですね。なので、皆さんも、あの、そういう、オープンマインドの人たちが集まっているところを探してるんだったら、あの、その、ね、国際交流会に行ってみてください。みんなウェルカムで、あの、特になんか、県外の方、あの、移住してきた方、あの、すごくいいスタートポイントだと思います。そう,そういうところで新しい出会いで行動につながると思うんですね。なので、Be the change you want to see というテーマでした。このあエピソード。で、一番最初に話したのは、そのジェーンのこれからの,あのマースターマインドというトレーニング、コーチングみたいなことなんで,す、ね、でマスターマインドって何だろうと思ってる人がいると思うんですけどあの起業家の用語かな<笑>起業家でよく使われてる言葉なのであの聞いたことないかもしれないんですけどそのマスターマインドっていうのはあのみんな自分のやりたいことがあるんですね。あの例えば、まあ、新しいプロジェクト始まりたいとか、あと、例えば、あの、自分のビジネス立ち上がりたいとか、あと、まあ、何かを済ませたいことがあるんですね、みんな。でも、日常で一人だけでやろうとすると、なかなか前に進まないことですね。いつも後回ししちゃうことにな、あ回ししちゃう。しちゃって、あの、前に進めないとか、うまくいかないとか、あのそういうことですね。でもし、もうビジネス持ってる方でも、例えば、あ全然集客できてないとか、そういう、あの、うん、集中してない部分があって、後回ししてる部分があって、うまくいってないっていう方でも、マースターマインドが大事ですね。でそのマーストマインドでみんな自分の,のプロジェクト持ってきてじゃあこれから何するのっていうのを決めてで私があのそのオーガナイザー先生でじゃあ
、あの、報告してくださいって言うんですよ。で、いつまでそれを済ませるのなんか、なんかちょっと先生みたいな役で、先生が待ってるんだったら、絶対にやるでしょそういう、例えば、あの、ビジネス立ち上がりたい人は、じゃあ今週、あの、ウェブサイトのホームページを、のデザインを決めますっていう、例えば、その、一歩を決めて、ワンステップ決めて、で、それをそのマーストマインドリーダーに報告します。で、一週間後、じゃあどうでしたかできましたかって確認があるので、いやー、やらないと。なので、それは優先に、自然に優先になるので、いろんなことできるようになるんですね。なので、特に、あの、他の人のことが先にやってしまう方だったら、マスターマインドがすごくいいんですね。で、グループの意味は、みんな同じ、あの、まあ、みんな違うことをやってるんだけど、だいたい引っかかってるのは同じことですね。マインドセットのこと。あの、私は、私だけでいいのみたいなこととか、あの、いや、判断されたくないとか、そういう、あの、ことで、前に進んでないんですね。なので、お互いになんか知恵もシェアできるし、あと、あの、その経験の学ぶチャンスもあるので、本当にグループでよりパワーがあるんですね。で、みんな前に向いて進んでるっていうのは、自然に、あの、一緒に、なんか、ふわーっと進んでいくみたいな感じですね。なので、ぜひ考えてみてください。もし興味があったら、あの、まあ、英語、オンラインの英語版がありますね。それは3月13日からスタートで。で、あの、まあ、完全に英語なんですけど、少し、あの、この、この部分わからなかったって言ったら、もちろん、日本語でサポートできるんですけど、基本的に英語でや,やっていきたいと思います。<咳>それはオンライン版。で、もし、いわき市に住んでる方だったら、あの、フェイストゥーフェイスのマスターマインドも4月からやりたいと思いますので、あの、もし、そのフェイストゥーフェイスの実際に集まるタイプで、あの、興味があったら、ぜひ、あの、連絡してください。興味がありますとか言って、あの、多分集まるのは平日の午前中になると思うんですので、それがいいんだったら、ぜひ、興味、興味持ってますって言ってください。あの、残念ながら、夕方とか夜はちょっと集まりにくいんですね。私出かけられないので、あの、平日の午前中になるんですね。で、集まるところは、いわき市内の、なんか中心、中心というか、まあ、鹿島、湯本のエリアのどっかに集まるので、あそこまで来れれば、あの、いいと思います。で、多分月2回の集まりがあります。毎週ではないので、あの、まあ、できれば、月2回だと、ちょっとプログレスを見れるようになると思うんですね。なので、うん、今日はこれで終わりになりますので、
ぜひ、もし、あの、コメントか、感想、あと、質問あれば、あ、あの、いつも、インスタグラム、アット、ジェインの方で、メッセージください。か、あの、フェイスブックの、トランスフォーメーションズ・ウィッジェイン、フェイスブックページでお願いします。いつも待ってます。じゃあ、みなさん、頑張ってくださいね。あと、マスターマインド、よろしくお願いします。See you again next week. Okay, bye bye.